0: Bibles, grab your Bibles, you can be seated, y'all been standing a long time, you can be seated, grab your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter number 10, Hebrews chapter number 10, Uh, I have a tendency, I have a tendency to go all out, uh, especially in the first one, and uh, and I've got two more to do after this, and I know we used to do this, but I can't remember when we did do this, and, and I can't believe that we did do this. Uh, uh, it's early in the morning, y'all. Amen, <laughs> amen. I I got up, I got up early, early, early today, and uh, and and I, I wanted enough time between when I got up and when I got here to preach that I could get all the fog out my head. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about right there? Amen. Hebrews chapter number ten. I, we're we're gonna we're just gonna share a truth, and and really, I, I, I it, it's something that that I am seeing, I have seen, and uh, uh and and I am. I am nervous about. Uh, as a shepherd, uh, you got to understand the role of a pastor, and one of his responsibility is, is as a shepherd for the sheep, and to watch out for dangers, watch out for things that could be harmful to the sheep. And I, I've, I've been seeing something and hearing things, and 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 usually, if it's just a one-time deal, it's not that big a deal. But if you hear it multiple times and from multiple people, and 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 seeing it. In multiple ways, uh, I think it needs to be addressed and dealt with. So we're, we're going to do that today. And, and I, let, let me say this again. I am tickled to death to be able to see you today. I know I know the devil's at work and he's trying to do all he can. But bless God, we're here and we're worshiping and I want the whole world to see us. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 10. Let's look in verse number 24. Let's look in verse number 24. If you get there, say Amen. All right, and let us, and you know what? It's really cool that I get to say, church, say amen this morning, (laughs) and actually get to hear an amen, amen. All right, all right, let's go, verse 24, Let's, let's go, verse 24, and let us consider what? One another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. I don't know about y'all, but from what I'm hearing from people that work at restaurants and, and, and these, these places of business, uh, they're not seeing a whole lot of this. I, I'm, I am hearing reports of, of people being incredibly rude and incredibly insensitive. And, 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 and I'm telling you, this, this thing has taken more of a toll on our community and, and, and people in general than what we really realize. And, and the Bible says we are to provoke or promote or encourage in, in, uh instigate love and good works. Now, verse 25, verse 25, look what it says. Not forsaking the, what's that word? Everybody, what's that word? Amen. Assembling. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. He's saying there's already some folks doing this. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I am so glad, I am so thrilled today to be able to see all the folks here in this place. Uh, Lord, it's fighting every instinct I have not to give everybody a big old hug, and, and, and we're trying our best to uh, uh, do what we're supposed to do and be what we're supposed to be. And Lord, I pray right now that you will be honored and glorified. Lord, you will be lifted up and praised, and, and your people will be edified. Lord, you will build up your people and strengthen and encourage your people. And God will thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. If you're glad to be here, say amen. amen. I wanna, I wanna, uh, uh, I wanna, I wanna make a statement. I wanna make a statement of something I heard. And uh, and when it comes to the assembling, when it comes to the assembling. Uh, I have heard, I have heard from people that, that are unchurched people, uh, people that are atheists, people uh, uh, that, that, that don't care about church or not saved and, and that type of thing. And, and they, this is one of the claims that they had is that uh, the only thing, only reason the, the pastors want to hurry up and get back to church is so they can get that offering. That's what I'm hearing. Well, guess what? Guess what? You have sacrificed and you have stayed faithful all throughout this whole thing, and the offerings haven't changed a bit. So, guess what? I want you here, and it don't have one blessed thing to do with the offering. Not one blessed thing, not one single ounce does it matter. About the money. So let's just get that out of the way, all right? Let's just, let's just deal with that. Now, uh, and this is the phrase I heard. This is the phrase I heard. Well, we've got it on the internet, and we, we've got it uh, where we can live stream it, and, 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 and what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Now, this is, this is, this is going to be the title of this morning's message. It's a big deal. Assembling together, amen. gathering together is a big deal. I'm here, I, listen, I have seen it over and over and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. and I'm trying to moderate this because I got two more to go. I don't want to use up all of my mojo in the first service, amen? But why is it a big deal? Why is it a big deal? And when I was studying this, when I was studying this, I was wanting to, Man, I had all kind of stuff, and y'all got to understand, y'all got to understand, when I study for something, I like really go overboard, because you know that reoccurring nightmare, you know, some people have a reoccurring nightmare that happens all the time, you know, to be found naked in public or whatever that might be. Let me tell you what my reoccurring nightmare is, that I come up here and I stand, and I don't have nothing to say. And, I, and I'm, I, I'm not prepared and I'm blank. And so sometimes I go overboard to make sure that nightmare don't come true. Amen. Well, well, I, I had to make sure I got a limited time. So I, I wanted to, to hone this down. And, and I started putting all these reasons why this is so important and what we get when we come to gather to worship. But there was a lot of them I had to take out. There was a lot of them that I had to take out because some of those things that we receive from, from coming to church, you can get through the Internet. All right? Uh, you can learn through the Internet. You can hear preaching through the Internet. You can, you can get education and all these things that happen. When you can get all that through the Internet. But what I'm going to tell you today don't have nothing to do with the Internet. And don't have nothing to do with long distance uh, uh, service, if you will. What? Why is gathering such a big deal? Why is being here? Well, if I got to be there and be separated from people, well, I'm just not going to come. Well, I'm telling you, you are hurting yourself. I don't care if we was five, pews. I don't care. Listen, I don't care if there was 20 in here. I'm still going to be here. And it's important. It's a big Deal. Why? Three things, real quick. Write these things down. Write these things down. Here's what I want you to see. <clears throat> I, why, why? you're looking in verse 25? Dwight L. Moody. Dwight L. Moody said this. He said church attendance is a vital, is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood is to a sick man. Church attendance. Uh, I, there's another fellow. Uh, and, and, and he has an African name that is 42 miles long, and I'm not even going to try to tell you. But I'm going to tell you, he, <laughs> here's what he said. Here's what he said. He said, we desperately need the church for love, for maturity, for preparedness, for spiritual care. It is arrogant, rebellious, self-reliant, God-indicting pride to conclude that the church is an option or an optional extra to the Christian life. We need everything. Now listen to this. We need everything God designs for us. Everything. To reject what God designs for his glory and our good is spiritual suicide. To reject the church is to take your own spiritual life. Well, there's some truth to that. Richard Baxter. Richard Baxter, he's a Puritan. He was a Puritan, an old-time Puritan. And this is what was said to him. This is what was said to him. I can profit as much by staying at home and reading the scripture or some good book. It is the word of God which they preach, and it is that which I read at home. The books that are written by learned men are better than the sermons that are preached by our ministers. And this was his answer. This was his answer. What foolish pretenses are these against the plain command of God and our own necessary duty? When God hath appointed you your duty, will he allow you to forsake it upon your own reason? As if you were wiser than God and knew what will profit you better than he. That's a wise Puritan. Who came up with this assembling thing? God did. Whose idea was it? It was the Lord's. Now here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I want you to see. The very beginning, the very beginning of the church, when, when those thousands were saved on the day of Pentecost, do you know what the Bible says they, they began to do immediately? They began to do immediately. And they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine and breaking of bread and prayers and fellowship. What were they doing? They were assembling. They begin to assemble. They begin to come together. They begin to meet and assemble one with another. That is, it is critically important. Why? Why? Number one, if you're writing these down, number one, because of the danger that we face. Write that down. The danger that we face. Why is it important to assemble? Why is it important to get around other believers? What is the danger? Look what it says in verse, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the everybody, as ye see the day approaching. Now let me tell you about this day. Let me tell you about this day. What did the Bible say about this day? It says perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. It's going to be a day of difficulty. It's going to be a day of danger. It's going to be a day of ridicule. It's going to be a day, listen, where it's very difficult to be a Christian. Now, what does it say? What does it say? Matthew 24, 12. Look at this verse. Matthew 24, 12. And because, what's that word? Iniquity shall, the love of many shall what? Now, what is the danger? Look, if you're taking notes, write this down. The atmosphere we live. Have y'all figured out you live in a godless society yet? Let me ask that question again because you didn't hear me the first time. Have y'all figured out you live in a godless society? You live in a wicked atmosphere. You do not work and you do not live and you do not operate in, a, in an atmosphere that is conducive to the Christian life. When I go out into this community, when I go out into this world, it does not help me be a Christian It is not conducive to my Christian life. It is not conducive to my Christian walk. It doesn't encourage me to stay on fire for God. It doesn't encourage me to shine my light. No, 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 no. It takes away from my life. The atmosphere will drain you spiritually. Spiritually. When you go out, you come in here and you get your battery charged up and you go out into the darkness and you are letting your little light shine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it, that your little light will get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer if you don't learn to come in and charge it up sometime. The Bible says that Lot vexed, Lot vexed his righteous soul. How did he do that? Living in Sodom. Just being in an atmosphere of constant wickedness, constant godlessness. You are out there. You're hearing it. You're seeing it. You're around it. And let me tell you something. The more you stay away from the battery charger, the more you're going to realize your light is getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And let me tell you something. Your light will go out at all the wrong times. Y'all know I like to coon hunt. Y'all know I like to coon hunt. I love to coon hunt. And we wear a rechargeable light. And, and one night I went out by myself, and I, and I, was, I, was, I, I was up the creek, <clears throat> literally. <clears throat> I got lost. I got turned around. I got turned around, and, uh, and my dogs was gone, and, 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 and I'm trying to find them. And, I, and I'm thinking, this is bad. I got in the middle of a briar thicket, and my light went out. It didn't fade. It went out. Jerimo, I was over at the cabin. You know what I'm talking about? Up to Big Creek. Yeah, way up there. And, and, and my light went out. And this is what I said. I don't know why I said it. I should have known better than to say it. I should never say it. You should never say this. I said, well, what can happen now? <laughs> and about that time, kaboom, the biggest thunder and the bottom fell out. It was pouring down rain. I'm like, why did I say that? And I got home. You know what I did? First thing I did, I put my light on charge. Why? I didn't want to be caught in the dark anymore. Now, I know you don't realize this, and I know you may not believe this, but every time you come into this house, you are recharging your spiritual battery. There's something about getting around people with the same spirit in them as you have in you. And it begins to charge. You you see encouragement. You see smile. Did y'all see the excitement in here when everybody started coming in? Let me tell you why. Y'all been walking around in the dark for six weeks. Am I right? Why, Why is this so important? Why is assembling such a big deal? Because of the danger that we face. Watch what the Bible says, this day, this day, the atmosphere we live in, it says because iniquity shall abound, it's everywhere, it's everywhere, we work in it, we live in it, we're around it, it's being pumped into our houses through 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 the internet, it's being pumped into our houses uh, through the TV and through news, and, and, and listen, the negativity, it, it, there's nothing, there's no such thing as positive news feed, All right, have, y'all, have y'all noticed that? Anyway, let me hurry, let me hurry. Because iniquity shall abound. Because iniquity shall abound. That's the the atmosphere we live in. It says the love of many. Now we're still talking about that day. He's saying you need to assemble because of the day you're facing. The love of many shall wax cold. That's the affection that we lose. Not only the danger of the atmosphere we live, but the affection, the passion, the zeal, the drive, the excitement. The affection that we lose. What happens when we're in in an atmosphere of iniquity all the time? What happens? What happens? The love. Say it with me. The love love of many shall wax what? Cold. That's what happens. I'm I'm, going to use this as an illustration. I'm going to use this as an illustration. Macri, now you was there. You're a witness to this. Uh, several weeks ago, several weeks ago, we've been on we've been riding on a high in in Bondo Church, men getting saved, excitement. I mean, you'd go in there and and you could just hold a match and it would fire. It was so so exciting in there. It was an unbelievable. I'm talking about even without me being there, I'm out of town and they're calling me and saying, "Hey, so and so got saved." And everybody jacked up and excited, having up to twenty people. We met for the first time. We had four people, and everybody looked drained. Am I right, Alan? Alan Alan even made the comment when we were in the middle of our study, in the middle of our study, Andy, you were there, you saw it. He said, man, it just seems like, it just seems like everything's been just drained out of us. You know why? Because we've been in the wickedness and we've been in an atmosphere of iniquity and negativity and all of that and we haven't been able to gather to recharge our spiritual battery. And I'm going to tell you, in the beginning, in the first part of, of, of micro church, it was tough. But boy, by the time we had spent just a little time together and talked about God's word and, and gave praise and prayer requests, man, things started picking up and we, we was all smiling at the end of it. Amen. Let me tell you something. Everybody may not realize this or see this, but ladies and gentlemen, what you're doing right now is a big deal because of what you're going out there to face when you leave here, the danger that we face. Listen, it's a big deal because of the danger we face. He said, when you see this day approaching, watch what it says, 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Listen, love has a way of, and affection has a way of growing cold. The more we're apart, the more we're separated, the more we don't gather together and assemble because of the the atmosphere that we're living in. Number two, number two, the danger that we face, number two, I want you to write this, the difficulty with our flesh. Why is assembling such a big deal? Because of the difficulty with our flesh. The difficulty with our flesh. Verse 24. Verse 24. When you get there, look up here. Let, let me see it. All right, y'all ready? Y'all ready? And let us. us. Is that singular or plural? Plural. plural. That means more than? More. That's right. There's no I there. Do you realize when you're watching at home, is I? When you come here, it is? Us. It's us or? We, say it with me, say it again, now watch this, let us, what's that word, consider, Consider. what does the word consider mean, it means think about, it means think about, let us consider who, One one another, now this is having to do with going to church, this is having to do with assembly, did you notice he didn't say, nowhere in this do you find any singular reason to go to church? Most people say, I go to church so I can get a blessing. You know what? That's not even biblical. Can't find one single verse that says that. Now, I do. I'm blessed already. I'm so jacked up right now. I'm telling you, it's great. I have already received a blessing. When I saw y'all excited coming in here, I was blessed immediately. I got a blessing. But that's not why I come here. That's not why I come here. You see, because the purpose of assembling, the purpose of assembling is not for me. The purpose of assembling is for we. Let us consider why go to church? Why assemble? So you will think about someone another, someone else. Do you know why God wants you to do that? Do you realize almost every command that he gives us, it's about? thinking about somebody else, serve one another, love one another, forgive one another, be merciful to one another, be kind one to another? Do you realize the purpose of giving is not because God's broke? How many of y'all have figured that out? God doesn't want us to give because he needs our money. It's because he's broke. No, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He don't need one single dime out of your pocket. Well, then why does he want us to give? So you won't be a selfish jerk. He is trying to teach you generosity. He is trying to keep you from being a stingy miser. He wants you to be like him. How is he? A giver. How is he? He is unselfish. Philippians says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Are y'all with me? Completely unselfish. God wants you to gather so you can be unselfish. How many of y'all know we fight that in our flesh? Oh, they're not going to be spiritual. How many of y'all know? How many of y'all know we have to fight selfishness every day? How many of y'all husbands and wives in here know we got to fight selfishness every day? And it starts as a baby. If we don't learn to be selfish, we were born with it. How many of y'all have ever seen children... You can have one child over there with 27 toys and one child over here with one, and you know what toy that one with twenty-seven wants? The one he don't have. And if a child has a toy and you say, Can I see that? What's he say? Mine. And you know what I'm hearing? You know what I'm hearing? Now not now now. If you said this to me, if you said this to me, don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Because you're watching right now. If you said this to me, a bunch of people said this to me. So I'm not just addressing you. I'm addressing all of you. Well, I just kind of got used to this. There's your problem. It's not about I. You're not coming to church for I. He says come so you can think about somebody else. You are not coming to get Not one single verse in the Bible talks about anything about getting when it talks about worship. It's always about giving. Every verse in the Bible about worship is giving praise, giving thanks, giving a sacrifice. Are y'all with me? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 I, I, that's your problem. If you're at home, yes, you can get teaching. Yes, you can get learning. Yes, you can hear a message. But who are you going to encourage? Who are you going to exhort? Who are you going to help? You know why God wants us to assemble? To fight our flesh. Our flesh only thinks about ourselves. Do you think it's convenient? Listen, I wanted to be here today bad. Bad. I was excited to be here. I was excited to be here. But I'm not real thrilled about this 8 o'clock thing. I'm not a morning person. At all. Zero. That's the one thing about Brother Dole that irritated me every time I got around him. He is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed all the time, first thing in the morning. I hate that. I had to get up early enough, way before I'd normally get up, just so I could get enough fog out my head and boogers out my eyes before I got here for y'all today. I'm, I'm glad you do. Amen. Listen, it is a sacrifice. It is something that you got to do. You step out. But guess what? Somebody needs your unselfish spirit. Number three. I told you to be quick. Now watch this. We're going to tie it all together right here. We're going to tie it all together right here. What was number one? Why do we need to assemble? Why is it such a big deal? Because number one, the. Can y'all see that? Is that obvious? How many of y'all here cussing throughout the week? Oh, you lying people. Listen, we're going to have a message online next week. <laughs> How many of y'all see people that don't act right during the week? I'm not about outside the house. <laughs> uh-huh. It works on you. Every week it works on you. Now, that's the danger we face. Number two, why do we need to assemble? Why is it such a big deal? Because of the... The difficulty with our flesh. We have to fight selfishness. We have to fight selfishness. Do you realize, here's what selfishness means, in case you didn't know. It's placing concern with oneself or one's own interests above the well-being or the interests of others. Robert J. Ringer wrote a book, Looking Out for Number One. Looking Out for Number One. You know what? It was a best-selling book in America for 46 weeks. Y'all get that? America wanted to know how to take care of number one, selfishness. Philippians 2, 3 says this, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Watch this. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now that's not, that doesn't mean we need to be, we need to be nosy. And in everybody else's business. What that means is get your mind off yourself and think about somebody else. That's what that means. Now watch, number 3 tied we'll tie it all together. <clears throat> number one, the danger we face. Number two, the difficulty with our flesh. Number three, the dependence in our fellowship. The dependence in our fellowship. Look what it says. It says, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting. Say the word encouraging there. Say it with me. But. Everybody say it. But. Say it again. But. Encouraging one another. Provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 24. Now, here's the word dependent. Here's the word dependent. A person, a person who relies on another For support. A person who relies on another for support. The word exhort here. The word exhort here in your 1828 dictionary. It says to embolden. To encourage. To cheer on. Preacher, what are you saying? When I come to church, I come to encourage. I come to embolden. I come to cheer you on. Why? I know what you're going to face when you go out of here. I know what you're going to be dealing with. I know the problems you're going to have. I know the people and the people you're going to struggle with. I know the godlessness that's out there and the wickedness that's out here. So when you come on Sunday, I'm here to be your cheerleader. I'm here to cheer you on. I'm here to encourage you. And guess what? According to this scripture, everybody out here, everybody beside you, we're supposed to be doing that for one another. Do y'all catch that? You can't do that at home. What does that mean? That means somebody's dependent on us. I, I, saw, I saw a sign. I saw a sign that said, uh, we may be all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. In other words, there are some people in this deal, there are some people in this deal that's working right on and getting a check every week. And there are some people in this deal that hadn't got a check, hadn't been able to work, and they're struggling to death. Are y'all with me? They're in the same storm, but they're not in the same. Are y'all with me? And in my personal opinion, which I never give, I'm going to just do this one time. If you're getting a check every week, you don't have a vote on whether we can open up or not. In my opinion. It's funny to me, everybody said don't open up, they're getting paid. Anyway, just disregard it, edit that out of the program. (laughs) We're not all in the same boat. Now, what's that got to do with this service? Guess what? Guess what? I was excited. Guess what? My wife prayed for me. Uh, I hope she prayed for me because I asked her to this morning. I said, baby, my anxiety is already out the roof. Pray for me today. I'm nervous. And and she gave me that smile and it kind of encouraged me there. And so I had that. And so I got here. But you know what? Everybody didn't have that when they came this morning. You know, some people are fighting depression right now. Some people are fighting suicidal tendencies right now. Some people have had a rough week and a difficult week and it's all they could do to get here. And you have no idea they're sitting right beside you. You have people depending on you every day to be here. You have people depending on seeing your smile. And there are sometimes you don't even realize what you do to encourage people because they never tell you or they're afraid to tell you, but they come just to see your smile, hear your amen. Somebody posted on, somebody posted on, uh, 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 on Facebook. And they were talking about what, what you're missing about church. And one of them said, I can't wait to hear preachers say, sing, church, sing. And I had no idea people could hear that. What, what am I saying? You may be having an influence on people and you don't even know it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it would shock you. If there was a screen or and, 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 and there was to be... Boy, that's an orange jacket, ain't it? <clears throat> <laughs> Woo! If you could put what's going through people's lives in their minds when they walk through that door, it would blow your mind at the struggles people are having. And the one semblance of peace is when they come and see your encouraging smile. Why should we assemble? Why is this such a big deal? Why can't we just have church at home? Because of the one that's depending on your smile. The one that's depending on your encouragement. The one that's depending on your cheer. Your attaboy. Your, it's good to see you. They're going to miss out. See, This assembling thing ain't about you. It's about somebody else. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. This whole thing's opened my eyes a lot. Because people make me nervous. I'm serious. I'm serious. most, Most of you really, really know me. You know I'm very, very shy. And I'm I'm the type, I'm telling you, I'm the type, it just is. I I can't even describe it to you. I can't even explain it to you. The only thing I can tell you is when I get up here, God touches me and he helps me do what I do up here. That's the only way I'm able to do what I do up here. But out in public and everything, I'm nervous and shy. I look down and I see people coming and I'm like, oh, I hope they don't see me. And it's not, it's not that I don't like them, it's not anything. I just get nervous and all that. But you know what? Here lately, I see people in Walmart. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) How y'all doing? Why ain't you wearing a mask? Because I want them to recognize me. (laughs) And man, it was so exciting to see people. I've even seen people I've never seen before. And they say, Preacher, I can't wait to get back to church. And I said, Me neither. And I don't even know who they are. <laughs> but I was excited to see them. It's amazing. I, I can't even explain it. It was just so cool to say, Hey! You know why? I never realized. I never realized what all Brother Doug, I never realized what all I got when I got here. Just seeing everybody. I thought all I got was what was out the the singing or what was out the message. I had no idea that a majority of the blessing that I received was not from the singing. It was not from the preaching. It was from just getting to hang with you guys. That's why God commanded Don't forsake your assembling. Now, I don't know what you think, but I'm fairly confident that he is smarter than we are. And if God specifically said, don't forsake it, it must be a big deal. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Now, let me give a disclaimer. Everybody stand, stretch your legs, stretch your legs. We're done. Just so you know, I'm not going to close this thing 50 times before we stop. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. That way it will make me close. All right? Let me put this out there for everybody's watching and you're mad now. <clears throat> Don't say something I didn't say. Don't say something I didn't say. If you are sick, stay home. If you are in threat of, of imminent danger with this thing, stay home. If you are worried to death about this, stay home. I, 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 that's cool. But if you're staying home because it's more convenient, if you're staying home because you've gotten used to it, well, it's just more, check your motives. Check your motives. Now, I'm as dead serious as a heart attack. Because the longer you stay away from assembling and from getting around your brothers and sisters, the colder you're going to get. People don't just quit church. They're like a motor. They start missing before they quit. Be careful. Be careful. This assembling thing, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, preacher, I don't need anything. I didn't ask you if you need anything. What about the person who's about to commit suicide and they need your encouragement? What about the person who's lost a loved one? What about the person who has nobody at home? And the only sense of community they get is when they come to the house of God. What if everybody had the same attitude that you have if you stayed home? And I know, guys, I'm sorry. I'm preaching to the choir. You're here. But I want you to know why it's such a big deal. It's important. It's important. There are some things that you can't do that God wants us to do if you're at home. And the main thing is to consider one another. So when you consider staying home, think about who you're considering. Are you here to exhort and encourage? Well, preacher, I can't even shake nobody's hand. Smile. Y'all try this. See, I just did that, and Caitlin's grinning like a possum right there. See, it's encouraging. Come on, Walker. What's up, buddy? Yeah, see that? That. Come up here, come up here. I'll stand right over here. Your mama'll whoop me if I get close to you. Stand. Now turn around, show them that smile. Huh? Huh? Look at that. Hey, I didn't tell you to go down. Where, where you going? Where you going? Help me, brother. Help me. And I say, say, stay, say, say. Stay, stay. Your mama'll get me now. Isn't that encouraging? Let me ask you a question. Truth, truth be said. How many of y'all glad y'all got to come see that today? Amen. Thank you, bro. There you go. All right. All right, you can go see it now. That boy may pastor this church one day. You never know. Never know. Say it with me today. Say it with me. It's a big deal. Come on, everybody. Say it with me. Look, look at your neighbor three chairs over and say it's a big deal. All right here guys we got three minutes three minutes we ain't taking up no offering there's a box in the back if you want to drop something off there's a box back there i guess it's in the back where's it at In straight in the back if you go out if you go out straight